You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Another world, another time, in the age of wonder. There was once a dream, you could only whisper it. Anything more than a whisper, and it would vanish. A battle between good and evil. You don't know the power of the dark side. Where shall I find a new adversary so close to my own level? Try the local sewer. You know of the rebellion against the Empire? The Avengers, Earth's mightiest heroes. Peace means having a bigger stick than the other guy. One of these days, I'm going to have a stick of my own. I'm Groot. Welcome to the Neverland Podcast. The podcast for lovers of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. Please welcome your host, Jeremy. I thought he'd be taller. Yeah, I can find All it takes is faith and trust. Well, if it isn't the Star Spangled Man with a plan, what is your plan today? Up to Neverland! <laughs> Take your pixie out of your pocket, Neverlanders. Sprinkle some of that pixie dust around with your happiest thoughts in mind. And let's take another flight to Neverland with me, your spider pen, Jeremy. And I'm flying solo today because Eric is having a great time seeing all the new things that are going on in Disneyland right now. Uh, Which we'll talk about that a little bit later. We have a lot of different things to talk about on our trip to Neverland today. So I am not going to waste any time. I'm just going to get right to it. Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. Alrighty, as I said, uh, there are a lot of things that just reopened that were closed for Tomorrowland uh, being, well, added in for uh, the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, which apparently is going to be connecting near Tomorrowland if everything that I'm understanding is correct. But here on the 29th, Eric has been there all day checking it out, but the Disneyland Railroad and the Rivers of America attractions have reopened. And they even had some special guests, namely John Lasseter, uh, and he made a trip around on the Marie E, which is one of the the trains there. Uh, That was actually previously owned by Lasseter's mentor, uh, who was the animator and Disney legend Ollie Johnston, one of the original nine old men that worked directly with Walt Disney himself. Uh, of course, coming with him was Chloe, who was formerly owned by another of Disney's nine old men, animator and Disney legend Ward Kimball. And he is, of course, uh, Ward Kimball was also very passionate about railroads, uh, kind of inspired by Walt's own love of trains, and they worked together on some trains. So they had some special runs going on, and Eric told me yesterday that it was very, very, very crowded uh, yesterday with trying to get around. Uh, but now you can go through and ride the Mark Twain Riverboat and they share the sailing ship Columbia and even the Davy Crockett Explorer Canoes are all open again. Something else that I want to jump into in some movie news, uh, Doctor Doom, Marvel character that uh, has pretty much been run by Fox because they own the rights currently for not only the mu- mutants of the X-Men and all things connected, but also the Fantastic Four. Well, they're trying to make another attempt at it by making a Doctor Doom film, and it's being developed actually by Noah Hawley, uh, who has actually worked on the Legion series on FX, which uh, I can't give a whole Neverland uh, 
was I can't tell you a whole lot about it. Uh, it's a very adult uh, type of show, uh, but it was uh, really good. It was very intriguing and really kind of spooky. Uh, so, you know, definitely a good showrunner in there, and he's working on Doctor Doom. I would only hope that this somehow or another fits more with who Doctor Doom should be, and they don't try to shy away from uh, from some of the um, elements of the character, because, you know, they're really... I mean, they, you know, first couple Fantastic Four movies, they weren't bad uh, for Doctor Doom, but I, I didn't even see that third attempt where they, I guess, made him a computer hacker or something, and just... It seems like they were holding back of what Doctor Doom could be. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know what to think about this. This could be just a, a new way to begin a, another Fantastic Four franchise. Really, I'd like for them to work with Kevin Feige and get it part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and get it all going properly. Uh, that would be awesome because the Fantastic Four are definitely some of the bigger Marvel characters. And uh, they really deserve a, a good treatment and to be part of the full universe. Now, this is some interesting stuff. This here, the... Uh, the app that you would have, uh, let's see, I can't remember what the name of the app is. Uh, for old dog on it, yeah, the, the My Disney Experience. That is the app that you can get when you're going to visit a Disney park. But we're going to talk mainly about Walt Disney World because, uh, and I bet this works also in Disneyland. I think I've mainly been seeing this for Walt Disney World right now uh, because mainly there's you do have a resort there with a lot of different hotels that's all on Disney property. And they've been really working this up. Uh, they launched My Disney Experience back in 2013. It's got the Fast Pass Plus service, Magic Band 2, uh, Mobile Order. And they're always, of course, looking for things to make more convenient and memorable for you. But they've got an online check-in service. So if you're staying in a Disney Resort Hotel, you're going to use this online check service, which you can do right on the My Disney Experience mobile app, which, of course, is available on both Apple and Google. This will help to expedite your arrival. It's going to move things along. Uh, you can actually start to check in actually six days before you arrive there. Uh, and you might even be able to bypass uh, basically checking in at a front desk. You could just walk right in and start your vacation as soon as you get into the area. Now, I'm not sure how fully convenient this is. I mean, it's nice to be able to, that you can check your stuff in to say, yes, we're here. And they have uh, some images here where there's a video that uh, there's no sound to, so I'm not really going to be able to play your audio to <laughs> really help you. But it says, like, hey, well, welcome. Your room is ready. And they, you know, they'll give you your room number. And if you have your magic band, you're all set. You can go directly to your room. You don't have to go get a room key. Your magic band will, bink, and get you right into your room. So, I mean, that is very, very cool. What I would like to see happen with this, because uh, apparently you could be all checked in before you even get on the, the buses, and if you've been to the resort down at Walt Disney World in Orlando, you know about the buses that can take you from the airport to your your resort where you're staying at, and you can drop your stuff off. What I would like to see happen, if they want you to be able to get straight into your vacation as soon as you get there, is being able to check in, have your luggage taken and put into your room, just because you've checked it in somehow or another on the app, you've done all the stuff, say, well, here's my luggage, and yeah, so they can be taken to the resort ahead of time, put in your room, while you and your family go straight to one of the parks. Which, you know, this may be something that's already set and ready to go, but that's that's the type of thing I would love to see on this app. So I don't know if it's set that way. I'm not saying that it's saying that, oh yeah, your bags will be taken straight to your room, but you'll already be checked in so you don't have to go to the front desk. You can just go straight to your room, which is very cool. But, you know, like I said, I'd like to go straight from the airport to a park. You know, and say, well, my stuff is checked in. I'm going to go straight to the Magic Kingdom. Uh, so I'm sure if that's not set up now, it's coming because they do like to make things convenient. Uh, but if you're looking for a good time to go to a Disney park, September 15th is actually going to be the beginning of Mickey's Halloween Party in Disneyland. And yeah, I'm pretty sure that the not-so-spooky uh, 
whatever they call it in Walt Disney World, Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. I'm pretty sure that's going to be happening at the same time. Uh, but uh, mainly information that I found here talks about uh, over in California with Disney's California Adventure. You're going to have Oogie Boogie there at the main entrance. Lots of bats in the night sky. There's going to be a Headless Horseman statue that's going to be a menacing presence on Buena Vista Street. Uh, Black bats around Carthay Circle Bell Tower. Radiator Springs is even going to be Radiator Screams with a happy hollow theme to all of the cars land. And even the cars are going to be making poses and stuff, uh, but they're going to be wearing Halloween costumes. Now, a Halloween costume for a car, I'd like to have them like dressed as other different types of cars. That would be kind of funny, like one of them's dressed... Like, what if Mater was dressed as a monster truck? You know? <laughs> that would be pretty funny, because get it? A monster truck? I mean, come on, you know? Uh, but I'm sure there'll be some fun costumes. I have no idea what they're going to look like. Somebody send me some pictures if you go. There's going to be a spellbinding spin on Luigi's Rockin' Roasters. Well, that's not really so much of a spin. It's a dance. Uh, but the Junkyard Jamboree will also going to have some holiday-themed music and some decor. Uh, in the Disneyland Park, of course, Haunted Mansion Holiday, Haunted Mansion Holiday is coming. There's going to be a Fright Flight in the Space Mountain Ghost Galaxy, of course. Uh, there's going to be some hand-carved pumpkins on display on Main Street. Uh, you can get a traditional Dia de los Muertos skeleton display, face painting, and Mexican treats over in Frontierland. Uh, also, you can get an in-room celebration at the Disneyland Resort Hotel with a lot of startling surprises, gory goodies, and tombastic treats. That's in quotes. And also, attending the park, you can enjoy the Happy Haunts Tour, which is a chills and thrills adventure through Disneyland Park that does have separate admission charges. So, yeah, I know. it's. Uh, I'm, I'm just now getting out of July as I'm recording this, and we're talking about Halloween already. But, you know, I think I've even seen some stores that were starting to sell some things, and we were at a farmer's market yesterday that were selling some pumpkins. So, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's coming along already pretty fast. <laughs> so, yeah, you just got to roll with it. Uh, another piece of Disney news, and this is on a, a more of a sad note. Uh, legendary Disney anima- animator, Imagineer, Marty Sklar has passed away at age 83. And uh, there's a really nice write-up, actually, on uh, the Disney Parks blog here for this. And they had a lot of really good quotes. Um, one of them, that's, this is in quotes, says, Everything about Marty was legendary. His achievements, his spirit, his career, said Bob Iger chairman and CEO of the Walt Disney Company. He says he embodied the very best of Disney from his bold originality to his joyful optimism and relentless drive for excellence. He was also a powerful connection to Walt himself and no one was more passionate about Disney than Marty and will miss his enthusiasm, his grace, and his indomitable spirit. Uh, That was definitely well said. That was all from Barb Iger. Uh, He was born in New Brunswick, New Jersey on February 6, 1934, was a student at UCLA, and was actually editor of the Daily Bruin newspaper when he was being recruited to help create the Disneyland News for the park back in 1955. He graduated in in 1956, joined the Disney company in in full-time, and went on to basically be Walt's right-hand man. He scripted some speeches, marketing materials, and film showcasing Walt Disney's vision for Walt Disney World and Epcot. So he was involved in a lot of things, and uh, I've heard a lot of people say that Epcot was really Marty Sklar's baby. He really was in on the development, and uh, I mean, he's really become a legend. Those of us who are fans of Disney, we are already familiar with that name, you know. Uh, Several books, though. This is really cool. He's written Disney, Dream It, Do It, My Half Century Creating Disney's Magic Kingdoms, and that that release released in 2013, and also One Little Spark, Mickey's Ten Commandments, and The Road to Imagineering in 2015. 
Uh, he's been survived now by his wife of 60 years. That's a good long marriage. Uh, his wife, Leah, uh, his son, Howard, and his and his, his son's wife, Kat, Katrina Kosky-Sklar. Uh, he's got grandchildren, Gabrielle and Hannah, and a daughter, Leslie, and grandchildren, Rachel and Jacob. Uh, Marty and Leah were two of the founders of the Ryman Programs for Young Artists, which... It's a project of Ryman Arts. It's a nonprofit foundation whose purpose is to teach and mentor traditional drawing and painting skills to talented young artists in Southern California. Uh, the family would like you to donate to the Ryman Arts at www.rymanarts.org. Ryman Arts is R Y M A N A R T S dot O R G. I will try to remember to put a link for you in the show notes. So you can donate in behalf of Marty Scalar to this most wonderful charitable cause. Let's take a ride at a Disney park. Let's take a ride right now. Boom, boom. Comes to me from different parts of the galaxy, and uh, let's you be 
Nice guy. Right here.
Okay, Neverlanders, we're going to turn the corner a little bit. This will be slightly depressing, but you know how we like to have fun with uh, everything we do. So we're going to find the fun in this and share some memories and some enjoyment and celebrate the memory of June Foray. And in order to do that, we have to find people who are more of an expert than I am in voice acting. And so from the wonderful podcast, Who Did That Voice? And this is, uh, I think, your third appearance. But everybody, welcome Trenton Larkin. Hey guys! Oh, there he is. Okay, I was like, "Are you going to insert applause here?" (laughs) Oh, (laughs) all right. Now I have to find an applause sound effect. (laughs) I was starting to wonder. You know, Eric sometimes he won't speak until he hears his theme music, and I was starting to wonder. It's like, does Trenton think he gets theme music too? So I'm Batman. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh yes to explain that joke we have to you know what we were just discussing if you ever listen to who did that voice he uh likes to uh start his his number you know whatever tell you what number of the show is with his batman voice <laughs> so. episode 70 
<laughs> well, this is actually episode 191 of Dude, the Neverland podcast. Epic. Epic. Epic, epic. Yes. Well, anyways, uh, we can have way too much fun. We keep going on that. But this has been sort of a sad week. Uh, yeah. I mean, only not only did we just lose Marty Scalar, but right before that, the day before, June Foray passed away. And, yeah. I mean, th- even when I was a kid... You know, you'd, you'd hear her voice and you'd kind of recognize it, but you don't think about it so much as a kid. The characters are real to you. But, you know, as you get older and you learn her name and you start finding about all the things she has done in her career, uh, it became a lot more impactful seeing everybody like, oh, no, June Foray has died. And yeah. uh, it, it shook me up yesterday. Yeah, it definitely it was definitely a huge impact. If you're a fan of uh, Looney Tunes, then, you know, June Foray, even if you don't know that, you know her because she plays Granny. Everyone knows Granny from the Looney Tunes. Yep. I mean, this woman was literally 99 years old. She has voiced it for the entirety of the character until this point. So it's super sad to lose her because she has so many iconic voices. But Granny is probably the one she'll be best known for uh, as the history books write her story. That's it to our problem. Flying birdcage. Now your canary can fly around in his own backyard without leaving the security of his cage. At your corner pet shop, twelve ninety-five. Oh my! You're going to love it, Tweety. Yeah, I'll go about that far of the clip. But yeah, since you're talking about <laughs> Granny, I was like, oh, let me get that clip. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, Granny is such a, a character that everyone knows. Um, you know, even if you're standing in line at Six Flags and the cartoons are playing or growing up yeah. in the 80s or 90s like we did, uh, you know, you, you raised on those Warner Brothers cartoons because there wasn't millions of different choices. There were just a select few. And uh, yeah, she will she will be sorely missed. I mean, she's done so many amazing characters from shows that you may not even be as familiar with. And that's what we cover on Who Did That Voice? Uh, you know, try to give you an idea of who the person is behind the scenes and, and all the characters they play. So that's why I think Jeremy brought me in today. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I'm like, I definitely have to talk about this because there's some definite Disney connection as well, oh, and, yes. including oh, yeah. we found uh, that she had actually voiced Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, although she did it for, I think it was, is it, was it United Features Syndicate or whatever, but it became universal when it yeah. was the last Oswald short that had been made before uh, they just shelved the character before Disney got it back here recently, which now Oswald, they, they claimed, oh, look, it's the first speaking voice for Oswald the Lucky Rabbit in Epic Mickey 2. And well, yeah, this is the first voice that Disney has given Oswald, but well, I found out today June Frey actually gave voice to Oswald in his very last short i have unfortunately no samples of that though i would love to hear what she did well maybe you can find a clip on youtube so check it out but uh speaking of disney some other amazing characters she's done that are super big favorites of mine uh granny gummy from disney's adventures of the gummy bears yes my absolute favorites have to be from ducktales as magica dispel and ma beagle (laughs) yes and magica dispel you could tell is pretty much the same thing she did when she was being natasha on the adventures of rocky bullwinkle yeah it's pretty much the same thing (laughs) which she was also rocky the flying squirrel yes the iconic squirrel yes <laughs> yes oh my goodness and she she i don't think there's been an appearance of that character that it wasn't her because even when they did those commercials i heard she came back to do the commercials she um, did a movie in the like early 2000s that was cg when they rebrought yep. it back a little bit but uh it, it wasn't quite the same as the cartoon but you know it was like bullwinkle was like what are we going to do today rocky <laughs> again yeah, it's such a high pitched voice. Yeah, yeah pretty much. It's, she was kind of Mickey Mousing in her own way, you know. 
Yeah, because it, yeah. it was sort of that falsetto voice, but it, it still had it wasn't pitched so high to where it was ridiculous. It was just believable, like Mickey Mouse. You you, you have to have that certain tone where it's just in the middle, you know. <laughs> oh, boy. That's, that's a pretty good Mickey. <laughs> well, thank you. I've, I've worked on that. You know, <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you know, some other cool characters she played from shows that you probably do know and some you might not. Uh, she actually got to voice Rocky the Squirrel on Family Guy, which a lot of people now in today's world know Family Guy. But she also played Martha Wilson from the all-new Dennis the Menace show. So, you know, when uh, Dennis was always like, Mr. Wilson. Yeah, she she played the wife. <laughs> oh, was that the uh, the 80s version? I think it was late 80s, early 90s, yeah. Because I remember watching a Dennis the Menace cartoon, and now that I think about it, I could, I, I can kind of think of her. It's probably yeah. the one you're thinking of, like... Yes! Oh, my yeah. goodness! But now that I think about it, yeah, Martha Wilson! Yeah. Wow, yeah. that is That's really like, cool. She's been so many things. Like She's even played Tom and Jerry. Come on, guys, what? Yeah, I guess you did like some other sound effects... Or yeah, sound, you yeah. know, she did. Oh, look, Mama Ape from Looney Tunes, Witch Hazel. Oh, yeah. I, I got a clip for Witch Hazel. We got to hear this. You take just a second for it to boot up. Apparently, here we go. <laughs> double, double, toil and trouble, fire burn and cold and bubble. <laughs> Not bad. Yeah. <laughs> Well, okay, I guess she's just brewing something there. (laughs) (laughs) You know, around the holidays, you know, I really love to watch Christmas movies. And, you know, not everybody does, but I I definitely do. I'm I'm into the spirit. I love to watch shows, especially Frosty the Snowman that came out in 1969. No, I wasn't alive back then, but I do love to watch it. (laughs) She played Karen, the little girl who has this good relationship with Frosty, but she was also boy A, boy B, boy C, the little girl and little boy. And she was the teacher. So it was pretty much June Foray and the guy that played Frosty. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. So, but and she's so she was many really characters. good at sounding like a kid because when you uh, all those things, she didn't really have any lines of dialogue as Cindy Lou Who and How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she even just just kind of cooed a little bit, but she was very believable to sound like which, a little girl. Which who doesn't know the Grinch who stole Christmas? I mean, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness! And even finding a look, Miss Prissy from Looney Tunes. You know the little hen with the glasses and the bonnet. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, and, and of course, Scooby Doo. She was the fortune teller that we would see a lot of times—the old, cackly, very skin tall, slinky gypsy fortune teller. Oh wow! And then of course, yeah. you know the the funny thing about when you we just played the clip of Witch Hazel from Looney Tunes. She was also Witch Hazel in that Donald Duck Trick or Treat cartoon with the exact same voice, pretty much the same character. <laughs> you know, go, going back to Christmas time, I love the Chipmunk movies. And if you've got if you've ever seen a Chipmunk Christmas, she's actually Mrs. Claus in that one. Really? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think I may Calvin have seen and the that Chipmunks one. are freaking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, the, the uh, cartoon of the old days is definitely better, I think, than anything I've seen here lately. Yeah, they were just more real. They weren't all this craziness that we have today that sometimes doesn't seem to make much sense, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, they were more real world. So. Wow, I just spotted something. This is pretty cool. Um you were you were probably very young at the time, but when you know when Disney through Touchstone had released that Dick Tracy movie with Warren Beatty, yeah, yeah. Uh, briefly in syndication, they were, they they brought back a 1961 Dick Tracy cartoon that actually I think is some of the same animators behind Rocky and Bullwinkle because of the style oh, cool. of it. She was the voice of Mumbles. It says here. 
<laughs> no way, that's funny. So she's... <laughs> <laughs> oh that must gosh. have been a really challenging role. <laughs> yeah, because you really don't have any dialogue. You're just... Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, for those of you who know George of the Jungle, the live action feature, there actually used to be an animated feature or series a long time ago. And she actually played Ursula, the girlfriend of George of the Jungle. The professional damsel in distress. <laughs> yes, yes. The professional damsel in the jungle in distress. So. Oh, yes. Oh, great. And then oh, one of my other. Uh, where did it go? Where did it go? Where did it go? Oh, look at Heathcliff. But actually, I wasn't looking for Heathcliff. I was looking. There he is, <laughs> Jokey Smurf. And there's a clip of audio for Glo- Jokey Smurf. I got to play it. I can't tell you it's a secret. It's a good thing you can't read my mind. Can I borrow some paint, Pager? Don't worry, Taylor. It's a perfect fit. It wasn't me. It was him. With practice, Nappy. <laughs> it took me a long time to learn how, but it was worth it. Well, that's just a joint of all kinds of different clips. <laughs> <laughs> seemed That's incoherent awesome. but jokey smurf i love I, of course i just love the smurfs generally you know grew up i watched the heck out of those when i was little oh yeah i mean that was like it's like you watched you know your warner brothers cartoons your smurfs um your old scooby-doo the originals um i oh, mean there were just so many great classics and she was a part of all of the classics that Anyone who was anyone grew up with, especially in that era, Tom and Jerry as well, um, you know, Granny. And I mean, it's just like so many wonderful characters. She she will be sorely missed um, by the voiceover community for sure and by everyone else who just absolutely loves those animations because um, she was a woman who touched so many people's lives. And she's left an impact and a legacy unlike a lot of people because, I mean, her entire career has been practically since the beginning of voiceover existence, practically. So. Yeah. And since, since I mentioned Heathcliff, because I know Tim Nidell on Saturday Morning Rewind has frequently mentioned his love for the old Heathcliff animated. Uh, <laughs> I Wow, looking at the list of this. So she was Iggy, Heathcliff's owner, a lot of other different characters, but also Sonia, Heathcliff's girlfriend. <laughs> I love I think this. The theme song was like Heathcliff, Heathcliff, Heathcliff no, no one should. should. No one Terrorize should. the neighborhood. neighborhood. Yes. Yeah, love that. Love, love that, that cartoon. The song, and that's the thing. The theme songs were so catchy that you still remember them 20 and 30 years later. Yeah. And some of the theme songs from other shows, you're like, that's so forgettable. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I have that on a, on a collection somewhere because uh, my buddy Philip uh, has like these CDs of classic television themes, and I've, I've got nice. a copy of them on my computer. I wonder if it's there nice oh but another clip i definitely have to play because on spider-man and his amazing friends from 1981 oh my gosh yes aunt may i love it oh my gosh i love spider-man who doesn't love spider-man especially today in the marvel world that we have that didn't exist 20 years ago 30 years ago (laughs) right that's awesome peter and bobby will be back any second tell me angelica why are you going to the comic book costume party as that awful Spider-Woman? And don't forget scary, brash, impolite, and all-around yucky. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Eat Iconic. that, Marissa Tomei. Classic. <laughs> Peter Parker. Oh, my goodness. There's so many great things here. Uh, Mob Beagle, Magical Spell we mentioned. I'm even seeing here a chipmunk reunion as it says Vinny. Was that? Oh, yeah, uh, it looks like she's one of the chipettes in this picture I have here. Yeah, it, it, she does kind of look like a chipette, and I can't remember if she was just a grown-up chipette or if it was a different character. I don't remember. I don't know. I don't think I ever saw that one. 
I don't know if I did either. I don't know. I mean, there's so many things. I'm sure I've missed something here and there. <laughs> I'm not. I don't know it all. That's for sure. Yeah, there, and there's so many. I mean, from Denver, the Last Dinosaur to the Simpsons, uh, the Plucky Duck show. She even got to be Granny on. Oh, dude. Uh, yeah, I mean, so she's been things. Granny on. I think she's been Granny on literally everything that that's ever had Granny to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, you look at her career and even some of the last things she's done more recently were still granny years and years and years and years later, which is just epic. Cause a lot of times they'll recast people, but I guess if you start playing an old person when you're young, good luck guys, you can keep it for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. And that's so, so amazing. Cause she could do that, that old and old witch and just old sounding person and then turn around and yeah. play a little kid. Yeah. I, the women's I voices are so versatile. I mean, it's amazing because I'll know women that can sound like any age, you know, and a lot of times, you know, you like watch Ben 10 and stuff and you're listening to people like Tara Strong who voiced Ben 10 at yeah. 10 years old because it's prepubescent boy. And, you know, most guys that are actors professionally already have passed that point of no return and they're not going to sound like a little boy. So they use females, which is crazy. But it's it's uh, it's mind blowing once you start learning those things. <laughs> Yeah, especially the women who can just do that right tone where they sound like a little boy. Like, you know, Katie Lee uh, is really good at, yeah. at switching to yeah. be able to sound like a little boy. It's and she just, was also on Gummy Bears. Right. Yeah, right. Sunny and, Gummy. Sunny and Gummy. I remember her posting on Facebook that there's only two of the actors from Gummy Bears left. Oh, wow. It's her I and um, I forgot the other one that's still with us. I'm trying to think. And I was just looking at the cast. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to look that up real quick. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Peter Pan. She was Mermaid and a Squaw, June Foray. Uh, that's the, I'm what? pretty sure that's, that's 1953. That's the animated Disney one. Wow. Wow. Oh, so much stuff. I mean, yeah, this yeah. woman has such an epic, epic legacy. Like, she's she's someone you have to keep in your minds forever, guys. Because she, you know, if we don't know our past, we don't know our future, and we don't know where we're going. So... I got to scroll very far up on this page in order to get to. Oh, look, Adventures in Odyssey, Electric Christmas video short. That's so cool. What? Oh, yeah. she was Mrs. Harcourt. Yeah, Evelyn Harcourt. Oh, yeah. She was like this old woman that had a flower garden, and Dylan comes and mows her roses over, and she gets so furious at him. And then she uh, wants him to like house set her parrot and he lets the parrot out and then she's like furious and oh yeah yeah that i can't believe oh, oh my gosh she's done so much it's like mind-blowing <laughs> yeah uh, wow I'm, I'm going to the gummy bears uh imdb real quick so i can look for that voice who is it i saw it was Corey burton yes because he was gruffy oh, gummy yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yes that's who's still with us Gr- Corey, uh, Corey burton, burton was also from adventures in odyssey he played crying brian dern the yes Radio. Oh, he's and, done a lot uh, of voices also, on there. He's also been Brainiac from the Superman animated series. Oh, and he was so scary as Brainiac. Oh, he was so sinister. That was like the first time where I was like, ooh, Brainiac. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to get him on the show one of these days. Corey Burton has done so much, but he's so hard oh, yeah. to get onto a show. But if I ever get him on, that'd be great. Well, I think he was even in Gargoyles, I want to say. I think he was one of the Gargoyles. I could be wrong, but I know he's done like I everything. Think he he's been. done so much. Yeah. Almost but, as much as June Foray, <laughs> just to turn and, the corner and you, back. And you have to think June Foray has been around so long mm-hmm. that the generation that is currently the the big dogs in voiceover right now, she's had an impact on all of their lives. So, I mean, this woman had such a lasting legacy and she was so kind and so friendly. I mean, uh, I have a ton of friends in the voiceover community in L.A. and New York and across the world and all over the United States. But uh, the, the outcry for her passing was 
felt a lot stronger than um, some of the others. Not to say anyone else's passing was less important, but she's just touched so many lives and everyone knows the woman because she's been in so many things Mm -hmm. um, that she's just she's meant so much to everyone that's still active in that industry and those who've you know retired or who are still uh, around but not as active but you know it's just uh, the outcry i've heard from my friends in the industry has been uh, it's been pretty strong um, yeah. it's been pretty pretty deep compared to some that we've had over the last year. I mean, we've just had a lot of stuff. This year hasn't seemed to be as bad as 2016, but uh, it's definitely taken some some pretty bigs from yeah. us already this year. So. And two more roles that I have to mention. Uh, Cinderella, she was Lucifer, the cat. <laughs> oh, yes. That's an epic role. Love that. Yes. And then Grandmother Fa oh. in Mulan, another oh, yeah. wonderful character. An apple for serenity, a cricket for luck, and yeah, you know, whatever else. But, you know, yeah, she, uh, I mean, those are iconic shows that sometimes you're like, holy cow, that's Granny from, you know, Tweety Bird cartoons, like, you know, the old, old grandma on Mulan and the, Lucifer the Cat and Cinderella. It's like, whoa, dude, you know what I mean? We're talking 1950s was when the Cinderella movie came out. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, she was born in 1917, guys. This is the year 2017. The woman was around 100 years. Yeah. She would have been 100 in September. It's so sad, but uh, the woman literally touched the last the last part of the last century and the first part of this one. So it's she's had a huge outreach. It's been yep. crazy and such it's, an impact on uh, childhood and even adult life. Just you know, with, with all of her work, she has left a legacy uh, that now, will never end. It right? Never, you know, yeah. and I don't know if she's been made a Disney legend. But she deserves sure it. She oh, yeah. She did Absolutely. enough stuff with Disney. She definitely needs to be in there. If they haven't put her in already, I'm saying next D23 Expo, I want to hear June Foray as a Disney legend. I'm going to look it up uh, if maybe she already is real quick. I hope she is. She um, needs to be a legend with anything she's worked on, including Warner Brothers. <laughs> right. Um, Who's going to replace Granny? Seriously. Well, no. Here we go. Disney legend Alice, Alice Davis. Okay, never mind. Honored with the June Foray Award. Well, now this is interesting. Apparently, there's a June Foray Award. Wow! So this That's was how much she's impacted the community. This is 2014. It says Disney legend Alice Davis was honored with a June Foray Award for her significant and benevolent contributions to the art and industry of animation at the 41st Annual Annie Awards held Saturday, February 1st, at UCLA's Royce Hall. Oh wow! Oh, okay, so they're mentioning Alice Davis is a Disney legend. Uh, if you don't know who Alice Davis is, she's she's amazing. Her and Mark Davis both. Her husband uh, did a lot of really great stuff. But so there's a June Foray Award from the Annies, uh, which is very cool. And I guess it has to do with your contributions, your uh, your charity. So that's a very nice thing to have named after you. Oh yeah, absolutely. That is that's awesome. awesome. <laughs> Jinx. Okay. <laughs> we both said awesome, but yes, That's that cool. is totally awesome. So uh, definitely going to uh, miss all of her work. But the nice thing is she's done so much. We can always oh, yeah. go back and view plenty of it. There's so much to watch and enjoy of what she did that uh, she will live on in our hearts and our memories and in all the work that she did. Uh, I'm thinking I'm going to go watch some DuckTales with some Magic and Dispel episodes now. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and it's something that, you know, with her voice, you know, guys, if you share cartoons, with your kids, you know, it, it makes it more realistic when you know the people behind the voices. And that's the reason I created my show. And so hopefully what Jeremy, Jeremy and I have talked about today will kind of help give you guys some more in-depth insight into uh, who June Foray was. And maybe it'll make them a little bit more special the next time you watch them with your kids or just by yourself. Hey, it's OK. I do it, too. Oh, yes. <laughs> 
I, I watch cartoons when I'm uh, just trying to relax and settle myself yeah. out after a day and trying to fall asleep. I'll pull out some old He-Man, some DuckTales, some or X-Men. just watch Boomerang. I love that channel. <laughs> I used to love it. They don't have as much of the they – they're not doing a lot of the old stuff as much as they did. Now they're doing that stuff like the 90s. But I, I used to prefer it when they were showing some of the real classics. Uh, even stuff when, you know, some of the old Dawes Butler stuff like the oh, old yeah. Yogi Bears and Huckleberry Hound. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not quite the same as it used to be, but if you really want to find what you're looking for, just go to YouTube. <laughs> right. You can <laughs> find Netflix so much. Or whoever has them now because so many places are streaming things nowadays. It's crazy. Yeah. So. Yeah, but we're, but, we're yeah. lost because it was it even just this year that we lost um, Alan, uh, Alan Young. Alan Young. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Who was Scrooge McDuck. Um, and so much more. Uh, and not also just the voice but, and odyssey right so, uh Jack and Allen, for those of you who remember that time in the adventures and odyssey careers yeah this has been a rough year for losing these great voices and this great yeah. talent it's already for me and wow and i'm still remembering that uh, because uh, i was talking to somebody else on facebook about uh it's like this is it seems really close after even when janet waldo just passed i think last year yeah, the voice of Judy Jetson and also on Adventures in Odyssey, who played uh, Jack Allen's wife. <laughs> right. So yes, uh, we're losing so many of these great characters. Yeah. Uh, wow. I'm just I'm getting depressed to go looking at the screen at all the images of all these characters. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that watching that one. Oh my gosh. Of course, it says weird science. I, when I saw this thing of Tammy the doll, I almost thought for a second it was little talking Tina from the Twilight Zone. <laughs> I was about to say, if that was her, too, because, oh, that one. Did you ever see that episode? I don't know if I did Ooh. or not. No. Scary. Go, go. <laughs> I think it's on Netflix, The Twilight Zone. Uh, if will. you get a chance, uh, I can't remember the name of the episode, but it is this little doll that is, the father is a bit of a drunk, and they're kind of short on money, and he's very unhappy about the doll being brought into the home and being bought, bought for their daughter, because he's just like, oh, we just can't afford it. And Little Talking Tina says such sweet things to the daughter, but then when no one else is around but the father, she'll say, hi, I'm Little Talking Tina, and I hate you. <laughs> so, oh, and it's scary, like this evil doll that's out to get the father. Cause the and father it's a voiceover, guys. <laughs> and it's voiceover. Voiceover yeah, so. just uh, means so much to us for for not just cartoons that we grew up watching, but on commercials, on movies. Because you know they they sometimes they have people who dub over voices for some characters, like Wedge Antilles in Star Wars. You are not hearing the voice of that actor. Uh, so what? I mean, yeah, and I've actually interviewed him. He's been guys, on a previous I'm the episode. Guy and I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, I got to talk to the voice of Wedge Antilles. Um, I think it was a Kansas City Comic Con. It was probably last year, a year before. If you go back into my back catalog, I can't think of what number okay. it is. But nice. voiceover has meant a lot to you, whether you ever think about it or not. So definitely go check out who did that voice. You'll get to find people that you never thought of that did so many things that are probably special to you. And you never stop to think about the person who did that, who does that voice, also maybe has done a bunch of other things that uh, has meant a lot to you. So definitely check out who did that voice. And uh, go watch some June Foray cartoons this week. Uh, Absolutely. And celebrate her career. And oh my goodness, so much stuff. I keep scanning down. I'm reckon. <laughs> I'm not. I, I, I want to verify this one because I have. There's a picture in 1960s of uh, Betty Rubble. I'm yeah. not 100% sure about that. I don't that. think that's accurate, but it could be. I, I'm not going to say 100%, but I don't think so, but I could be wrong. So. Yeah, I guess. Uh, but, uh, 
Yeah. Well, I, I wanted to say, I wanted to say one thing to the listeners out there. You guys, when he was talking about people you don't always know who do voiceover, this is the greatest example, and people always like do the jaw drop when I tell them. Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets World is Kit the talking car from Knight Rider. Just, yes. Just saying. So we talk about all <laughs> kinds of crazy stuff like that. So, And if you want to hear an interview with Siri from your iPhone, I do that too. So I do everything. It's not just cartoons. So come check us out. Who yep. did that voice.co? Yep, definitely check it out. Subscribe if you're on iTunes, Stitcher, and and at the end of your episodes, I always think this is funny. At the end of an episode, say, "Hey, you might be wondering how you can listen to the show," and I always talk back, "I just did." <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, if they're listening, list. but if they're listening from a link they've clicked on, <laughs> right. on uh, something that just takes them to the Libsyn thing, then they may not have an actual port <laughs> right. that they're listening. So, you know, I do that just to make sure that people absolutely know how they can find other ways to listen to the show. Because you know, one way they're listening today may not be the way that they typically listen and you know, that right. kind of stuff. So, so like but. when I, I have my show is up on YouTube, so somebody could actually listen on YouTube and it's nice for me to be able to say, hey, we're on Stitcher and iTunes and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. hey, you can actually subscribe and instead of sitting on YouTube, you can actually use it on your phone and anywhere you're going, you're at work, you can listen to the show. So Absolutely. All righty. Well, thanks for coming on and helping us out with the June Foray thing, Trenton. Thanks so much, Jeremy, for having me again for this third magical time. Pixie dust. Ping. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young at heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, our shop, our contact page, where you can easily send an email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. You can also find our Neverlanders page, where you can find out how to become an official Lost Boy or Pixie, because girls are too clever to get lost. Become a real Neverlander! Please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support to keep the Neverland Podcast up and running. Visit Patreon.com slash Neverland Podcast to donate to Keeping the Pixie Dust Alive. Copyright content featured on the Neverland Podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions and a very special thanks to Yeehaw Bob Jackson at yeehawbob.com for our new ending music. God bless! Yeah! Hello everybody, this is Yeehaw Bob Jackson. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, it's true. Neverland Podcast, we love you.